The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, it seems everything old is new again. Uh, the Lion King is back on the big screen. The Backstreet Boys are touring again. And Mr. Rogers, yes, Mr. Rogers, he's coming to a big screen near you soon. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Please, won't you be my neighbor? Hello, neighbor. Uh, That is Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. The trailer was released today. Is this nostalgia marketing, just timing? Is there something more to it? And what about the good old days? What is it, Chedville, about the good old days that we seem to love so much? Joining me this afternoon is Paul Moore, a sociologist at Ryerson University. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Thanks, Shailen. Well, you know, I've been watching things recently. I know Def Leppard is back on tour with Tesla coming through Edmonton recently. We've got the Lion King on the movie. We've got the Backstreet Boys that are uh, traipsing around North America as well. Bruce Springsteen on the charts again. Madonna on the charts again. I think all of us, it's like we woke up and we're back in the 1990s. And people are really um, latching on to this and this, this idea of nostalgia. And I'm wondering, do you know the origin of nostalgia or has it always just been there? Well, um, you know, historically, nostalgia is the feeling for home that soldiers have when they're on the uh, when they're when they're at battle away from home. But we won't kind of go there. Um, Modern nostalgia is very much tied to the emergence of uh, teenage years as a consumer group. And that whole kind of 50s phenomenon of uh, teeny boppers and teen hop and pop music and and um, the way that youth culture and our teen years is so heightened uh, with memories and so heightened with um, that kind of adolescence and emerging adulthood. When we get later in life into our 30s and 40s, we yearn for those days of our teens when we had so much freedom and when everything was so exciting and when we loved everything just so much. And um, so, you know, a lot of the nostalgia that you're talking about, especially with pop music and with remakes of movies, um, it's really tied to tapping into our youth now that we're adults. You know, it's interesting because you you talked about, you know, teenage years, maybe being in high school, college, whatever it is, Paul, and, you know, reliving those moments or looking back at them with such great fondness, fondness. And I wonder sometimes, though, if remembrance of the past is not necessarily remembrance of what actually happened. <laughs> well, I yeah, I already mentioned that it's really about remembering how much freedom we had mm-hmm. and I like to think of it as a sociologist as um, kind of entering middle age and entering adulthood and um, you know there's a new phrase recently adulting mm. and adulting comes with you know uh, a bit of a cloud that we're kind of facing the responsibilities of having to work every single day for the rest of our mm-hmm. careers and and never again 
band, being able to skip school <laughs> in order to play hooky and go to a concert or, or go to a movie or a matinee and things like that. Um, you know, so it is definitely nostalgia for um, those high points and those real like um, happy moments of, um, of memories, especially friendship. You know, a lot yeah. of pop music and movies is about remembering how uh, emotional and how tight and how important our friends were in the, in those younger years. Um, and as adults, um, I know myself, we tend to lose track of our friends. Um, you know, we might give a thumb up on Facebook once a day or once a week, um, but it's only once a year that we actually have time to get together with mm -hmm. our friends. And a lot of these um, concerts, uh, especially like a Backstreet Boys concert <laughs> or a Bruce Springsteen tour, um, or even, you know, some like nostalgia for only 10 years ago, like going to Las Vegas to see Lady Gaga or something. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's really about a once in a, a once a year special occasion to do something really incredible with our childhood friends. Paul, do you think that we turn to nostalgia more at certain times in our lives? Well, certainly, um, uh, you know, transition to um, coupled life and married life, um, or actually, no, not the transition, but the seven-year itch. Like, yeah. when we really get into what it means, not the exciting first years of having a job, but the several years into having a job and knowing what it's really like to be full-time work or really married for the long term or not parents of a newborn, but parents of a younger child. And like, this is going to go on for 10, 20, 30 more years, you know, like it's, it's about making a special occasion. Um, even something like the Lion King and all the Disney remakes that are happening in the last few years. Um, and actually I saw the Lion King with my nieces and there's a new preview for Milan that's part of the Lion King, but that's really partly about being a parent and wanting to share the nostalgia of our own childhood with our, uh, with our nieces or with our kids themselves, you know? So, you know, there's moments when we need a special treat. Let's put it that way. <laughs> when everyday life needs a coffee break, or you can kind of think of it that way. And, um, you know, these tapping into nostalgia are kind of, uh, special occasions that do that. Does uh, It's been fascinating to watch, and I've never really thought about it very much because um, I'm a radio host. Uh, I've been a you know, TV journalist, that sort of stuff. I watch things uh, you know, in the world around me. But nostalgia as a marketing tool, the more you look at it, it is a huge marketing tool, isn't it? Well, it's marketing um, people who have disposable income later in life and marketing um, uh, back to a point earlier in their lives when they didn't have the money. Uh, so, you know, so it's really about um, being able to see someone in concert um, when you were either too young or didn't have the money or didn't have the access or didn't have, you know, be, mm. weren't able to kind of make it happen. Um, so it is a marketing tool that exploits um, people's, um, you know, yearning for something that they've always wanted, but mm -hmm. they weren't able to have at the time. Mm. Is there, 
I, when I think of nostalgia, I think it as a as a positive thing in 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 my world. Is there negative nostalgia? Well, just to start by reiterating the positive, you know, it makes life meaningful. It taps into um, the happy memories. It taps into lots of positive things. That's true. The downside is uh, potentially we put too much time and too much money and too much effort and, and we become obsessed with recovering our youth or um, turning, uh, you know, a lot of people have habits that become addictions mm. you know, or we collect things um, that we end up hoarding them, you know, mm. so, you know, we can always kind of any, uh, behavior can tip over into something obsessive or something negative, um, just by carrying it a little bit too far. And, you know, really that is more about, is it preventing you from, um, being productive at work? Is it taking you away from the family that you have in the present? Are you living in the past? You know, living in the past is never an entirely positive thing, although moments of nostalgia make life meaningful. Yeah, and I was going to ask you as you kind of went on from that when we got talking about positive versus negative nostalgia, how nostalgia can impact behavior. And it can impact behavior in a good way, but as you pointed out, there's some, there's some negative sides uh, as well if it's taken too far. Well, if you can afford it, and if you've got the time, <laughs> and if you want to get together with your friends, by all means, pay 200 bucks for a, a ticket to a concert. <laughs> I actually I texted one of my high school girlfriends last night out of the blue. Again, it was a, a song that came on the radio, and I hadn't talked to her in ages, and just said, hey, you know, I can't wait to see you next year, because we're all going to get together. I think it's their 50th birthdays. It'll be, I'll be 49, and we're all been counting this down for a couple of years, because we all haven't been together in so many years, but I can just picture that weekend right now, you know, we'll break out the, uh, you know, the final that hairspray wow. and the headbands and the, the Michael Jackson thriller album. <laughs> <laughs> and probably some Careful. of those awful... Dancing, <laughs> dancing doesn't get easier. Dancing only gets harder. Oh, no, um, it gets easier. it is e- important... <laughs> It gets easier with the Seagram, those awful Seagram wine coolers from back in the day. Okay, okay. That part of it makes it easier. You know, I I do think it's important, you know, just to think of what you just shared with me and all the listeners. Like, that is going to make the whole next year of your life have some shape, have some contour, have some meaning. You're going to look forward to it every once in a while um, for a long time to come. So that's... feeling of anticipation and eagerness and looking forward to something. You know, that's really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Paul Moore, sociologist, uh, sociologist Paul Moore joining us this afternoon. Paul, I want to thank you for this. I appreciate your time so very much today. Okay, take care, Jalen. Paul Moore from Ryerson University joining us uh, today. And I know last week we talked um, we talked about kind of like Pop Shop and Tahiti Treat and, and you know, that sort of stuff. It was a whole different conversation then because I don't know where that one came from. Kevin, we'll get your phone call in a, mo- in a moment. When I think about nostalgia, though, and the things that I'm nostalgic for, um, you know, I think about, you know, Deep, and this is this is gonna might seem a little odd. Deep, um, burgundy pink peonies make me nostalgic. 
my grandfather grew them and had mass amounts of them at uh, at the at the at the house in Lindsay, Ontario. Whenever I see them, I think of my grandpa and then it takes me back to you know the the weeks during the summer that we would spend with them and then you know riding the old red duster with you know Doris Day in the in the eight track and my grandpa's pipe and it's funny a lot of it has to do with my grandfather for some reason my grandpa's pipe and whenever I smell pipe tobacco that smelled like my grandfather's it 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 brings tears to my eyes. Um, this afternoon, I'm curious about what you're nostalgic for. What makes you nostalgic? Is it a song? Is it a smell? Is it is it something um, that happened yesterday? Let me know. Some of your texts coming in this afternoon. When I was a kid, I would go to my mom's office and be jealous of how they can talk on the phone and was excited for the day when I can work in an office and use a telephone. Now that I'm grown up, I can't stand telephones. That's from, from Jason. So I need to take a break here, Kevin. Hold the line. We'll get your phone call right after this. We've been talking nostalgia for the last little bit, and it kind of sprang from, you know, uh, Mr. Rogers' new movie coming out, the Backstreet Boys on tour, the Lion King back on the screen. It seems like everything that was back in the 90s or 80s even more is uh, is is back around again. You have Def Leppard and Tesla coming to town next week, although they never kind of went away. Um, and I uh, was talking with Paul Moore about... Uh, about um, nostalgia and what makes you nostalgia and nostalgic and I, I was telling you about peonies and and um, tobacco pipe those are two of the things that uh, that do it that do it very much uh, for me certain songs of course will do it for some people Kevin's been patiently holding this afternoon hi Kevin hi yeah, just uh, noticing I think over the last little while that we have a situation where us males have a tendency to be much more uh, nostalgic than females. In which way? How so? I think the best uh, the best way to describe it is I just went through a downsizing from a house to an apartment. <laughs> that was amazing how much purging I had to do that I didn't want to do as compared to my wife. Mm. And a lot of it was nostalgic stuff. Like I had a golf trip from every tournament from 1986 <laughs> that I kept that none of them would ever fit me again. Oh, Kevin, uh, Kevin, we're going through the exact same thing. Journal <laughs> articles from, like, when, when Wayne Gretzky came to the Oilers and he was asking the outrageous sum, according to Terry Jones, yeah. of half a million dollars. Can you imagine that? <laughs> $5,000. And then I got some stuff when the Edmund Eskimos here, you know, Matt Dunnigan when he first started the Eskimos. Yeah. I'm hanging on to all this stuff. And it's just, it's hard, I think, for us guys give up stuff like that you know what kevin we're in the process um when when my 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 husband and i moved in together um we were bringing two homes together so um what we lovingly called was the nexus (laughs) the the black hole from his storage room and then mine all together and now it looks like we want to do some work downstairs and maybe develop our basement and the amount of stuff that we have to go through is unreal and i've had conversations with coach about it i said we need to get on this like i can do it i can just go in and like oh i'm throwing this out thrown out this 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 he says but but the kids kindergarten reports are going to be there and the reports from grade their report cards from grade two i'm like really do we need all of that you know but he he is the one that is is stuck on holding on to it 
And sometimes we think that our kids are going to want this, but they don't want any of this stuff. <laughs> you know, they, they don't know. They don't have the same type of stuff that we have. Oh, uh, so how much did you actually end up purging, Kevin? Nine thousand dollars worth over three garage sales. Oh uh, my gosh! I had stuff like nine bags of clothes, like green garbage bags of clothes that went to donation that I had no idea that would never fit me again. But why was they on? I have no idea. Oh, you know, um, oh, I hear you on that. Why? You because know, like, it's a it's a memory. There's something about that memory, right? Yeah. Yeah, and even the memories themselves. You know, like I did a lot of uh, work with the Edmonton Eskimos. For, yeah. Like just selling stuff to individual Edmonton Eskimos, like Warren Moon and Brian Kelly and Matt Dunnigan, and those memories. Like we bring that stuff up, like as if it's uh, you know recent history, and yeah. just that we love that kind of stuff. We love reveling in the old stories. So, Kevin, you did this, but you sold a whole bunch of it through a garage sale, and you made nine grand off of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was furniture and everything, too, because we're moving into an apartment. But still, okay. I was Good just surprised you. how much stuff I had to get rid of. <laughs> and I would I would purge everything I thought I would go through, and then my wife would throw another half of, of what was left. <laughs> it was mean that way. Oh, Kevin, thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. Take Great. it easy now. Okay. Bye. 4960063, the number to get a hold of me here. Um, a few years ago, I went to... Uh, our class's 50th birthdays. Uh, I moved from London, Ontario, and it was the first time going back. Talk about a fun weekend. Class reunions, there's a topic, eh? Um, a couple of the grocery stores in Grand Prairie have recently started ca- uh, carrying those Cuban lunches, a blast from the past for sure. Yeah, we've been talking about that a, a little bit as well. Listen to this. And, and food is one, of course. The aroma of cabbage rolls baking in the oven always reminds me of my mother, or of my grandmother. So we're talking about about a nostalgia this afternoon. Um, keep them coming uh, at 4960063. You can call me. We, we have lots of time in the next half hour to, uh, to tackle this one a little bit more. You can text me at 630630 as well. And someone's talking about food. I have a, a chili sauce ref- recipe that's been handed down from my great-grandmother to my, well, it's to my great-nan, to my nan, my mom's mom, to my mom, and she handed it down to me, and I have it still in my nan's original writing. And it's when you think chili sauce, you think, oh, what is that? It's not to make chili. It's it's a sauce that you eat with meats, and it's made with um, tomatoes and apple and celery, and it's, fab- it's absolutely fabulous. But to me, that was always something again that has made me nostalgic we'll take a break here we'll continue the conversation after this